just like you, Jesus. I want to pray like you. want to love like you. I want to look like you, just like you, Jesus. Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet, Darkie Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, He's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for mercy. Thank you for loving us and giving us beautiful days like this. Many people started 2021, but already dead and gone. We do not take it for granted. We ask, O God, that you continue to show us mercy. Help us to live for you. I pray for everyone that is here. Let them experience your love in a greater way. Holy Spirit, through today's message, bring your people into all truth. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please take your seat. I have enjoyed the service from the beginning. So now, is it okay to clap for Jesus? And uh, I believe that the services are getting better every day. I want to encourage us to invite people to church as a service. Amen. I didn't hear your amen. Because... Proverbs chapter 14, verse 28. Bible talks about something very, very important there that I want us all to take note of. Jesus is the king of kings. And Bible says that in the multitude of the people, is the king's honor in the multitude of the people is the king's honor. So anytime that people gather in large crowds, whoever they are gathering to honor feels more honored. So if it's a political party and they gather in their thousands, you realize that the presidential candidate feels like he's winning. And so I beg of you, this is what God wants me to say this morning. Every one of us here, let it be part of life that every Sunday I'll make sure that I'll bring at least one person so that they can come and enjoy the presence of God. Can I have an amen? amen. Today I want to talk about something about the church. You know, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Bible says that, and Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will build my church. Jesus didn't say, he said that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church. Jesus didn't say, I will build my market. He didn't say, I will build my bank. He didn't say, I will build my school. Why did Jesus say, I will build my church? Listen to me carefully because 
most of us seated here, we need something that will make our lives happy or make us happy. But that thing is in the church. Jesus said, I'll build my church because it is through his church that everything that he has for anybody would come. You know, I think one of the best names of a church is Christ Embassy. Because an embassy is a representation of a country. So for example, here in Ghana, we have American Embassy. American Embassy. America is not in Ghana, but the Embassy is representing America in Ghana. We have the British Embassy. The British Embassy is representing Britain in Ghana. So in the same way, we have Christ's Embassy or Heaven Embassy. So the church is actually a Heaven Embassy or a Christ Embassy because it is representing Heaven, which is a kingdom. Now, Jesus said, I will build my church or I will build my embassy, which is supposed to represent heaven. Anytime there's an embassy, that embassy is a place where people can go to, to relate with the place the embassy is representing. So if I want to relate with America, I just have to go to the American embassy and then I relate with them. They'll tell me what to do. If I want to go to America, if I need some documents, if I whatever, then American embassy will present America on their behalf for me. Oh, Tiasiaka, amen. And because of that, Satan, who is the accuser, like our pastors were telling us, is there to fight this embassy so that God's purpose will not be fulfilled. So that you and I, who God will want to bless through his embassy, cannot be blessed. And that is why our father, the prophet, has, by the grace of God, written a lot of revelations and put them in a book, which is supposed to guide us to fight Satan who sometimes comes as a spirit or sometimes works through human beings to stop this embassy from functioning. Today I'm explaining some very heavy loads of things. So when you see books like Loyalty and Disloyalty, can I have the books up there, Shaman? Shaman, give me the books up there. Okay, Reverend Cobsons. Uh-huh, up there, up, up, up. Yes, up. Yeah, loyalty books. Thank you. You know? So, look at this. Thank you very much, Reverend. We have those who forget. This is a loyalty and disloyalty book. This looks like a book. What's a book here? What is a book? But you see, a book is loaded with knowledge and revelation. Or let me put it light. That is supposed to be thrown to a place where it's dark in your life so that now you can have clarity to move because lack of knowledge 
Bible says, my people perish. And you know, the knowledge has been put in books. So, a book like this, those who forget, will show you how to spoil and destroy what Satan is trying to do against the church and against you and me. It's not just a book. Those who pretend... Those who are dangerous sons and daughters. Those who leave you. Today I'm talking about only church. Those who are proud. Those who are ignorant. Those who accuse you. And then the original himself, loyalty and disloyalty. <laughs> Father, may those who are clapping receive a thousand Ghana cities this week for free. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, in the church, there are some people who sometimes, whether they know or not, sometimes they don't know, but they are being used by Satan. Some of us are seated here. And you may not even know that Satan is using you to spoil his embassy. Apostle Paul said in Acts, I believe chapter 20, verse 28, look at something. Apostle Paul himself, before he became an apostle, he was called Saul. He was not Paul. He was being used by the devil to spoil the church. Because one of the reasons why God kills or allows people to die suddenly is because they spoil his church. You can spoil market. You can spoil school. You can spoil a political party. You can spoil Anything you want to spoil, spoil, but not church. I mean, can you You can be a spoiler of things. You can even be a spoiler of wars. You spoil things, but don't spoil church. So Saul was spoiling church. Acts chapter twenty, verse twenty-eight. And then one day Jesus appeared to him, persecution, and he slapped him. With blindness. And then any ban or so no. And I used to come and say, ah, now consider dear being now here, you know. What are you doing against my church? And then after he got a revelation that as he was trying to talk about people, trying to attack the people in the church who look like ordinary people, Jesus said he was destroying his church. He should not destroy his church. And after he said, yes, sir, master, Jesus said, now I'm going to anoint you and you're going to go out there and help build this church that you were destroying. You're going to help to build. So, he, he changed his name from Saul to Paul. After there, Saul, who had become Paul, started preaching, preaching, preaching. Now he was going to different places, talking about the church and helping to build the church. Getting to the end, after he had visited a particular church, look at what he said. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and unto all the flock 
Oka floka enyi nwen oka nyamema because we are the sheep and he is the shepherd. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. God says that we are the sheep of his pasture. So when you talk about flock, it is you and me. Into the, Paul was telling some of the leaders, he said that take heed therefore unto yourselves and unto all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. So who made me an overseer of this church? It's true. Bishop Saki brought me here and introduced me to the church. But it is the Holy Ghost who has made me overseer through his introduction. If you are a leader, if you are a pastor, if you are in the church, you must know that it is Jesus' church. The Holy Ghost who is representing Jesus makes sure that anybody who tries to disturb the church, he will not be happy with you. He was warning them. And he said that to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. So as I stand here, I am actually feeding the church of God. Which Jesus has purchased with his blood. God is not happy with us at all. And look at the next verse. He says that verse 29, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. What is grievous wolves? Oh, peteku. 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 Or say, shall grievous wolves who are human beings who will enter into the church and they will not spare the church. They will not spare the flock. There are people coming to the church. Sometimes the agenda is to drive people out of the church. But when they come, there are nice people in the church. But the agenda is to spoil the church. Maybe three years' time. Maybe five years' time. Maybe seven years' time. One of these days, I was just praying when the Lord told me something about somebody. I said, okay. He said, I've told you, just watch. Verse 30. Also, of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Verse 31. And he says that, look at getting to the end. Therefore, watch. Therefore, watch. And remember that by the space of three years that I've been with you, I ceased not to warn everyone night and day with this. Verse 32. Look at it. And he says that, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. So today, I just want the few minutes that I have to mention Signs that help you to know that maybe you yourself or somebody is a destroyer. Because the word disloyalty is simply somebody who is not willing to do the right thing. Somebody who is trying to be unfaithful. Somebody who is trying to destroy the church. Somebody who is actually by his Things that he does. Either he will suddenly leave the church or he forgets what has been done to him or he is accusing. Whatever it is, that person is trying to spoil the church. 
So that when we know the signs, we can avoid. You know, sometimes you have a sickness, but you may not know. So when you go to see the doctor, the doctor may not have to necessarily put you under a machine, and then now they cut you before they get to know. They just know by some signs. What they call symptoms. And if I say, say, Onsa, I was saying, if your hand just whistles, I don't know how to say it in English. What is it? Whistle? No, honestly, it is not coming. The word is not coming. But someone in the they can say, shakes? Shakes. If the, your hand shakes like this, you may, you may think there's an anointing. But <laughs> a, a health worker or a doctor can look at you and say, no, this is not anointing. This one it is what? Huh? Parkinson's disease. It's a sign of the possibility of having a disease called Parkinson's. But you may call it anointing. Recently, I went to visit some people, and then I, w- I was with some other people. So we were about, I think, six. So we were sitting down, and then one person was, I mean, this person was talking, 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 and then one person lifted the head and, and did this. Shame you. Opejaneni. No, here, BBC. I was sitting, watching. I felt, oh, maybe the person is having a revelation. But there was this man who is a health worker. The man said, "Mm, please, what you are doing, do you understand? Then he asked the woman. And the woman said, why? And he said, no. This thing that you looked up, you lifted your eye and shook your head. It is not normal. Then it caught all of us our attention. And then we asked, what is it? And he said, it is a sign of epilepsy. I was shocked. Say, what is it? revelation. Epilepsy. And you know, what you may not notice, some, some of you, you behave weirdly. But somebody who is graced to know what it stands for can tell you that this is a spiritual epilepsy, this is a spiritual this thing, this is a spiritual this thing, this is a spiritual this thing. Somebody will just look at your palm and say, hmm, you just have to go for a checkup. Because the person can see that your liver is gradually erupting. A man of God like some of us, we are, we have been trained 
through the Holy Spirit to be able to discern spiritually people who are sick and are in the church and can easily destroy the church. And those signs is what I want us to look at. Because you yourself, though you may not be a doctor, if you know these signs on your physical body, you can easily be able to guide yourself. When you see that your heart is beating, what does it mean? When it's beating beyond a particular whatever, what does it mean? All those things you should know. In the same way, as I mentioned some of these few things, and you begin to think about it, it will guide you to be careful that you yourself, you don't become like that, and then you also help others who are becoming like that. If you understand me, say amen. amen. So, there are a lot of them. I am just led to mention just a few. Today I'm talking about 14 of them and then I'll just mention a few out of the 14. Number one, someone who disappoints you in times of pressure or crisis. <laughs> eh? Someone who disappoints you in times of pressure or crisis. That person is showing a sign that he's not, it's possible he's not with you. When you look in the church, leaders who easily would disappoint. When I say disappoint, for example, let's say we have a program coming up. in the church and then all of a sudden maybe you start hearing things like let's say oh maybe you have heard that telling bishop chris has done this or whatever because of that the person says i cannot come to church i remember 1997 <laughs> we're in the church in there was an ordination that was coming up and then the people of Collegono rose up that day, I don't know what happened. They decided to come and attack our church. And when they came, they came with stones and attacked the church. Seriously, people got hurt. I was there myself. The following Sunday, some people didn't come to church. All those who didn't come to church was a sign that, oh, when there's pressure in the church, they have backed off. Uh, oh, pressure started by in the way journey. It's a revelation of who you are. And that's how most of us are. I have, I know a brother and a sister. During their wedding in 1994, I was there. Oh, I love you. I did, I did, I did. Beautiful wedding. In Pentecost, somewhere. Beautiful wedding. Six years down the road. When they were getting married, the man was blessed with a good job. Six years down the road, the man lost his job. And the wife one day called the man and said, sit down. Say, let us talk. Say, do you know that I didn't marry poverty? And the gentleman said, what are you talking about? I said, I didn't, did I marry poverty? When I was married, were you poor? 
He said, ah, but have you forgotten for better for worse? He said, yeah, but for better for worse, but that is not what I am. I, I, so I'm telling you, we have two children. I'm giving you, and she gave the husband some time. If you don't get money, I'll leave. And the time she gave the husband, when the time came, the husband has still not gotten a job. And she left. She left with her two children. So today, they are not married. After that, the man became so confused that it affected his life. Pressure, under pressure. Number two. Hmm. People who disappoint you when they are under pressure, when they are under pressure. So for instance, you are a leader in the church When you are under pressure You are willing to disappoint Some people will say that I cannot come to church because um, There's there's no water in my house Who told you that there's water in everybody's house? As I'm standing here, do you know the pressure I am under? But I'm preaching We don't build the church of God With that That's why personally I just look at people's behavior Especially under pressures either the pressure of the church or their personal pressures because when you are under your personal pressure and you can disappoint me then that means that we are not really supposed to be dependable on each other that much (laughs) prophet says in his book I have noticed that certain people just do not come to church or participate when they are experiencing a domestic challenge or let's say a financial problem. In Proverbs chapter 25 verse 19, don't forget this scripture. Don't, please. I can't finish the whole message so you need to get the book. And read it yourself. It is full of revelation. And you see, the beautiful thing about this message is that though I'm talking about the church, it also applies to your personal life. So if you have your business, you have a company, you are dealing with people, these things will be a guide for you. Or see, confidence in an unfaithful or a disloyal or an unreliable or an undependable or an inconstant or somebody you cannot trust confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint so most of you don't come for all night you are speaking to me I'm telling you, the day you also call me, don't be surprised me too. You say, Bishop, Bishop, hello, hello, hello. The network will go off. Somehow the network will go off. Because you have decided immediately, what I want to do is what I'll do. Sometimes when I stand here and I'm leading prayer, I feel insulted. And most of you are seated here that, wow, so you choose what you want. Are you insulting me? And we are building a church together, you are insulting me? But you would want me, anytime you call me, I should respond. It's not fair. It's not. 
Then let's classify ourselves as you. You are somebody I should not trust you. Bishop, allow me to be. So that me to say that me to allow me to be. We just come to church, but I'm not your pastor. You're also not my church member. Just be there. Because there will definitely be a day that you need him. And that day you will see. It's just like marriage. If you don't respect your wife, the day that you are sick, that's the day that you need a nurse. If you also don't respect your husband, the day that you need authority, that's the day you realize that you are, you are hot. And that's how it is. Most of you don't respect your bishop. You don't respect your pastors. It's like, I have said it and said it and said it. And what you want to do is what you want to do. And I'm watching. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. I can be rough. The day you say, those something, something, something. One day, a guy who was disloyal in one of the churches or congregations I pastored called me on phone. I didn't know he, it was him. I said, yeah, who is this? He mentions them. said, ah, who, who? I said, oh. I said, okay. He wants to come and see me. So come. So he came and said, ah, you are the one. <laughs> so what do you want? He said, oh, he's applying for um, um, Nina. Uh, no. Police. Application. And they needed his pastor to endorse and then something, something, something. He needed some document to be one of the documents he needed was they said he wanted baptismal certificate and this guy has been in the church but he has not baptized and he need, I said so ask him when, did you, when do you need a thing and he said by Tuesday which is like 3 days or 4 days from the time he was talking to me and I said but you have to finish the new believer school before you get it how can you do new believer school in 4 days or 3 days and get a certificate he said bishop um, pastor that's why I have come to talk to you and I said, do you see? Do, do you remember? I said, look at this. So I said, okay, you go. I'll think about it. So I started thinking about it. I said, Lord, what should I do? And God said, what will you do? <laughs> so I discussed with my wife. My wife said, I should show him mercy. I said, hmm, you know, some of the mercy is not proper. Because if I do that, I am setting up a wrong precedence. So we talked that, it's okay. So I called the guy, I said, Charlie, this thing I'm doing is very difficult. Because I'm almost lying. I'm giving you a certificate that you don't deserve. So that's what I did. I took a chest and signed his name that he has been baptized. Whereas he has not. You push your pastor. It's not what the pastor, uh, Reverend. It's not what the pastor till now. I regret. You push your pastor to do the wrong thing when you have not been doing what is right. He pushed me to lie. I signed the certificate for him, and he promised me that after I signed the certificate, you start the school. <laughs> people are not people, though. Do you know? I signed a certificate, he went for the whatever, and then he started as we came once. And then he finished. He does one. Just to make me happy. He didn't come second, third, fourth, sixth, seventh. That's okay. I pray, Father, give him the opportunity to. So I didn't hear from him. I think he had put in his application and was waiting to be called. It took some time. But you come to church and vanish. 
So after some time, he stopped church. And then I was not seeing, I said, hey, this guy has got a job. He has got the police training. Do you know, I think about a year later, I found him in town, riding a taxi. And I stopped him. And I said, hey, are you still around? He said, yes. Did you go to the police? He said, no. I said, why? He said, does he know? And something told me that because he's an unfaithful brother. So God don't support that. He will not. He will not. And I regretted signing the... If I knew it wouldn't work, I wouldn't have even signed in the first place. And as I'm talking, some of you are here like that. You do things, but when it's coming your wedding, then it's like you start coming around, then you start, oh, Bishop, good morning. Because you want to tell me something. You think I don't know. You think I don't know. Sometimes people don't relate with you, uh, when they need something, then they start coming around, Bishop, good morning. Bishop, just, mommy, good morning. Hey, mommy, I, then they come and sow a seed, and then they are, they are, they are making their way, small, small. They are coming, because they know what they want to do. We know all these things, so. Number three. People who have moral weakness. People who have moral weakness. So for instance, you are in the church. You have a moral weakness. Especially you are a leader. You have a moral weakness. When we say have a moral weakness, what does it mean? You have a persistent immoral problem. If you're a man, you're sleeping with this girl, you're sleeping with this woman, you're sleeping, we can easily have four girls at the same time. Two girls at the same time. Three girls at the same time. If you're a lady, you sleep with guys. This one gives you this. This one gives you that. This one. When we see that, it should be a message to us that this person, we should watch him. It's a little bit different from, oh, this, maybe you fell into a sin one time, that's all. But this one, it's like, this is your nature. Consistent. Why? Bible says in First Timothy chapter 5 verse 2, it says that treating in the church, treating the younger as sisters with all purity. I personally have a problem with some people. Especially this kind of me, I'm a very nice pastor, but I don't go beyond some point in terms of relating. But you see, sometimes recently I was just in my office and then I was just sitting alone, and then the Holy Ghost told me to stand up and open the window and check, which is not once. It does happen. And when I looked out of the window, I saw a brother in this church who was sitting with some ladies around the premise. And then, as he was sitting with the ladies, I think the ladies couldn't see what he was doing, but he was holding one sister, and I was watching. I was watching. It's not lying. I was watching from my office. I have corrected the brother. Anybody, including pastors, who touches your breast, touches your bones, touches your... Slap the person. 
For some of you, it's like, oh, stop it, oh, stop it. It looks like a joke. I have facts. Just a few days ago, some people told me that there's somebody here who, a leader, who touches ladies. And so now, ladies, when they see this leader, then they are running away. So be careful. I know you know, you know I'm talking to you. You may be in the congregation or even in the front. A person who lives in sin is often in rebellion against God. You may also have to discipline such a fellow for his misdeeds. In his anger at your correction, he may walk out on you in rebellion. Sometimes when you are, you are being corrected for something wrong that you have done, Sometimes because it's not said openly Then you can rather walk out in rebellion Such people Sometimes even go around And start making up bad stories There are sometimes also sisters who are like that Sisters who put pressure on brothers Yeah Hi Dion Hey, you are looking nice. So, hey, you are looking beautiful. Hey, you are looking this. So, you see, most of you are into that. So, in your mind, that's how everybody is. But no, that's not how everybody is. You, when you are with a girl or you are with a boy, something happens. You think that because something happens to you, then everybody that you see is the boy. Something happens to them. Your mind is corrupted because there are people who relate genuinely. Without even anything like that. But there are a lot of people who don't relate genuinely. Hey, lift up your hand and say, Lord, have mercy. Number four. People who have financial weaknesses. I'm talking about spoiling the church. You see, what the, the points I'm giving, you, it doesn't look like this can spoil the church. But it does. It does. Your financial weakness can spoil the church. Number five. See, the, the number four, the financial weakness. Do you know, Judas became a traitor. Uncle Mike, one of the reasons because he had a financial problem. Mommy, do you know? He had a financial problem. In John chapter 12, verse 6, Bible says that, and Jesus knew, that Judas was a thief. He knew. But how can you be a thief when you are the main person who handles money? Like, Gershon was saying, are you saying that Jesus didn't pray? He prayed. He prayed all night. Luke 6, 12. He prayed all night. And then when it was day, he selected his 12. Judas was one of the 12. And Jesus said, Judas, you will be my financial director. You will be the one in charge of money. Jesus didn't know. He knew. 
in you. He said, 612. 612. 612. 12, 6. 12, 6. Yes. This he said, not that he cared for the poor. This is Judas. But because he was a thief. So, eh, why is it that they are pouring, uh, this lady is pouring a box of ointment on Jesus? I mean, couldn't this thing be sold for much money that it would be used to help the poor? It looks like some very wild revelation. But Jesus said, this guy said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. He was expecting that the alabaster box of ointment would be sold. So that he would get, because the money would come to him, and then squander small. When you see somebody in the church, who even doesn't pay tithe? That person is not, it's a disloyal person. Next time you can easily take a chair home. I visited people in their homes when I saw yellow chairs, yellow chairs, yellow chairs are not common. Yellow chairs in their house. Yellow chairs. How come that you only have three yellow chairs in your house? Plastic yellow chairs. And I said, I said, no, this one, Father, give me a proof. So I intentionally sent the oh, can you please get me this? So I sent the person, and then he went inside. So obit me and then I just looked at one of the LCI. So when he came, I didn't hide it. I said, ah, are these churches? Oh, it is no, but I think they are churches. And I, I said, oh. <laughs> And then he said to go, the other time we told pastor that we needed some chairs and then, so when we were returning apparently we left how can you leave three chairs and it has been your house for almost two years we're a thief most of us who don't pay tithe God says I should tell you that you are a disloyal person you are spoiling the church pastor two cities is it a problem it's not the money it is the attitude you are a thief the next time you can see still flowers. Christmas time you can see still balloons. I want, I want in a church that I pastored, children that Christmas time don't steal the balloons. If you want to take a balloon, come and ask the pastors. And you take it cool. Oh, nothing is for me nothing is for you look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor the pastor is talking to you nothing is for you nothing is for me nothing don't say that oh uh, oh, um, I think that I am going to use this thing I'll bring it back and you don't ask for uh uh communion crowds me for me and sankofi Number five. My time is up. People who are worldly, worldly, people who are worldly. <laughs> huh? So you are in church, but you are worldly. You are here for At West Cross, I'm a leader. We are a leader. We are worldly. A leader who loves watching worldly 
and perverted films. A church member who loves watching worldly and perverted films is to be noted. You love worldly music and know all the lyrics. Me, as I'm standing here, I don't know even one worldly music. Sometimes people say, one day I was in church, one of the churches that pastored, and then um, some pastors were doing things, and then they started saying, oh, this song, hey, and then they will sing, this uh, Kwame Eugene. I said, ah, who is Kwame Eugene? The fact that you even know Kwame Eugene, it's a problem. It's a problem. You don't take it lightly. It's a problem. And you know the song, you know the words, you are not a proper Christian. You are not. You know all the, I don't even know, I don't know the names. It doesn't, it doesn't even come. I don't know the names. I don't. But you don't know messages. You don't even know the scriptures. This scripture, you don't know where it is. You should be ashamed of yourself. You are spoiling the church. Someone who admires worldliness is surely attracted to it. Hey, and then you take your time, you put it on the TV. Then, and then you see people, Facebook, and you are watching. You are watching. This person can desert the church just like Demas deserted Paul. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 10, Bible says, <clears throat> for Demas has forsaken. Demas was somebody who was always with Paul. One day Demas came and said, look, I have resigned. I will not follow you again, Paul. Why? Oh, I just want to feel free. And he felt free. The world did what? A worldly man. <laughs> For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. And is departed onto Thessalonica, where people were making business, people were having fun. And then Christians to Galatia, Titus went to Dalmatia. Christians went to Galatia for ministry. Titus went to Dalmatia for... But Demas says, telling me, I had a good place where I go feel flow. One day, something can push you out of the church. Let me give you the last one. People who think that they can do what you are doing better than you can. People who think that they can do what you are doing better than you, the leader, can. So like let's say as I'm preaching I'm talking about this and you're sitting down. That's why all pastors please from next week write notes. Don't stare at me like this. I don't accept it. This is our training in the church. Even even if I, you know what I'm preaching you must show some sign that you are writing something. It's very important. But then you are sitting and you are saying oh like this one bishop should have added this scripture and if it was me I would have just Use some drama, and then what you are doing? Eh? It's, it's you are you are doing rehearsal of one day you would want to take over. You are saying, if I had the chance, I'll also be able to minister like that, and probably even better. This is a dangerous person to have around. 
Remember that Absalom thought he could do his father's job better than he was doing it. And truly yours, one day he did. A person is not doing what he's doing because he's the best at doing it. I'm not doing what I'm doing because I'm the best at doing it. It's because I have just been positioned here. I have a lot of faults. But I am here as a bishop. You must flow with me. And then accept me as I am. And that's what makes the church work. If somebody is uh, leading scripture, some, as he's leading testimony, you are sitting and you are analyzing and saying, no, what he's doing, what, that behavior, it's not a good thing. It's not. As you see people doing things, please, you have no idea. You have no idea. Don't sit down and then be judging them and then analyzing them. It's not a good thing. Rather, that's why personally, recently, I don't know whether it's during the all night, I said this, that and I, I want to beg of all of you who are sitting in front. Because you see, Bishop Doug sometimes sacks people in front of the front because of their attitude. Because you see, when you're in front, you influence because people who are at the back are looking at the frontiers. And then those who are in front are virtually being influenced by the frontiers. So, one of the reasons why you should sit in front is to be an encourager. So, if somebody is, let's say, the brother who was leading testimony, it is, it is, it is important if we were building the church. I'm not talking about building companies. I'm not talking about building markets. If it is the church to be a cheerleader, even when maybe he's quoting scriptures wrongly and all that, don't let him feel intimidated. That is when you have to say, wow, you start crying because that thing, you know, it kills Satan. It's like Satan wants the church not to work. If you like, don't take it. We always reap what we sow. Always. One day you'll be the one standing here, maybe coming to sing. And you see how you may sing a powerful song, but nobody will clap. Because you, that's how you are. You don't clap. You don't encourage. You don't cheer. You don't have. You are like that. But you see, church, eh? church is made of people who are sick. We are all sick. You, we are all sick, including me. We are all sick. But when we come to church, we have come to serve a God who is willing to use all of us in our sick way to make the church work. So when you are there and you are making somebody's spot look like some way, you are spoiling the church. You are spoiling the church. There are times that, there are times that I stand up and I clap, not because I feel like standing up, but it's to encourage. There are times that first, the first Sunday as I was dancing, I didn't feel well. But it's to encourage people to flow. Sometimes you have to force and do things so that the church will work. Don't say, media, 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 say, media, media, say, what is happening? You are spoiling the church. That's not nice. And Jesus is looking and saying, oh, Charlie, encourage. Look, people are playing soccer. So, wow. Then somebody said, penalty. Then you see the people start, it's people. They start, but you're a man because Charlie, we are dying. 
you are part of our team. The ambassador, Then the next person who follows is an attention. Do you think people who are supporting them will say, because you are spotted, won't, won't, won't clap? No. This, because you are part of the team. So we still keep clapping. Pa, 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 pa. And then that thing, you know, gives this one who is going to play some morale to score, to correct the mistake his brother has made. We are a team. We are a family. We should love each other. We should support each other. We should help each other. We should make the church where the church is the place where God puts his blessings for his people. I've come to see that some of you it's not your fault. By virtue of where you grew up, your even your mother, your father, your brother and sister, you don't encourage yourselves. So you don't know how to do it. But when you come to church, learn it. I'm not talking about company. I'm not talking about markets. I'm talking about Jesus' church. It, it is a, it's a way of doing things. We encourage each other because already there's a Satan somewhere who is disturbing us, who is trying to discourage us. Look, it's not easy to have people who do things. Most of the people who are doing things have problems. Most. So if we come and we magnify their problem, then Satan is winning. Investigation takes over. We have to, and he finishes with clap. When Reverend Aka takes over, he finishes with clap. When this one takes over, we finish with clap. When Antimon took over, we finish with clap. When Minister um, Eben took over, we finish with clap. When the one who left prayer, Reverend Ahim, finished with clap. When I did my name it, claim it, we finish with clap. That thing, eh, it makes the church work. 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 And Satan is there. Say, ah! Let me say this and I close. Please sit down. Let me say this and I close. You know, the church is like a court. It's like a court. Court. Not called. Court. C-O-U-L-T. Baby, I hear it. Eh? Asem Dibia. Baby, you hear Asem. Uko di asema. You will be a friend of judge. You will be in swa. Odi unfun swa abakoto. Eh? Sao ni no? Oya watamfu. And that's how you open it. Into no? As I see swa yowe. Satan is speaking on us. Before God, who is the judge? Because the Bible says God is the judge of all. In Hebrews 12, 24. So, Satan is always saying, uh-uh, God, don't bless this one. This week he did this. Don't bless this one. He has not forgiven this one. Don't bless this one. He's not prayed. Don't bless, don't, no, no, don't bless this one. He has not had his quiet time. Don't bless this one. Three years ago he did this. Don't, so, a lot of things that Satan is always bringing to us. Don't heal this one because this. Don't do this. So, he's always trying to bring issues against us. So, God says, he has made his church, he has made his church 
when I say 24, you don't see it. It means you have to look around the area. <laughs> That's how it is. <laughs> it's from 22, 23, 24, 25. It's a series of things that talk, describing the church. So now, Satan is standing somewhere and he wants to make the devil, he made all the devils that are working with him. Because Satan is a person. The devils are the cohorts working with him to make God not bless me and you. So, God says that. He's sitting as a judge and he's expecting to judge in our favor because we are Christians. Now, there are types of courts. There is the lower court, which is called what? Magistrate court. The magistrate court. Magistrate. Then from the magistrate court, you come to what? The circuit court. From the circuit court, you go to what? The high court. From the high court, you go to what? Court of appeal. Before you go to supreme court. The magistrate court, we can have even Nyanyana, we can have about four magistrate courts. Because magistrate court is small, small court. I say, a denki to say, no, judge, be to now, small issues. They say, oh, Mikoto Jano, no, she Those issues come and they are solved there at the magistrate court. But issues like a political party that has, is accusing this one that doing the, um, whatever, no, this one stole the um, ballot papers and those things cannot be solved at the magistrate court because it's a big issue. So it is taken to the Supreme Court, which is usually one in the whole nation. Because it requires a lot of people to be there as witnesses. So the more the people, the bigger or the higher the court. When the church is still small, it is a magistrate court type of church. That small issues are dealt there. When you come to that small church and you have a big issue like HIV AIDS, you have an issue like marital problem, it cannot be solved there. That's why a lot of people are moving around with their issues. Even the anointing on the magistrate court judge is not the same as the Supreme Court judge. So, Satan is doing everything to make a lot of churches, magistrate court church. Now the church is divided, small. So as the church is small, our problems are not solved. But God wants the church to be supreme court table. Well, now we love ourselves, no matter what the problems are, we support ourselves, we encourage ourselves. So the church has become so huge. That God sits as a, a supreme court judge. And no matter what the issue, whether it's little or huge, it can be solved there. I think you have to clap for our Father in heaven. That is why we must love ourselves. That's why we must fight disloyalty. Of late, a lot of people have been having visions of this church. Some see crowds. Thousands. 
I mean, different people, some of you are here. You share things that you are seeing your dreams and visions. But that's what God is showing us about our church. There's coming a time when we come for first service. There will be cars all over. There will be a lot of people seated all over. Why? Because we have allowed God to build this church to be a faithful church. May the Lord bless you. And may he cause you to be a loyal and a faithful, a dependable and a reliable child of God and a member of this church in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody stand up and give a clap to Jesus. Hallelujah. Clap for Jesus. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Cry the Lord. Lift up your hand and sing it to your Father in heaven. Oh, come. He deserves our thanks. alone is worthy Except a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Most of us are born again. That means we are part of Christ's embassy. The embassy of heaven. But you are not born again. You are not really part. But today you want to say, Pastor, how can I be part? Can you help me? Yes, I want to help you. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. Bless you. God bless you. With all humility, I see the hand up. Don't be shy. You want to say, Pastor, I want to be part of Christ Embassy. I want to be part of his family. I want to be part of his family. Ephesians 3.15 talks about those who are named in heaven and on earth. You want to be part of that family. 
tell you, when you're part of his family, there's a big difference. If you have lifted your hand, I want you to do one more thing for me. Don't be shy. Just come to me and let me pray with you here. God bless you, brother. Clap for our brother. Clap for, clap for our sister. Keep clapping. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Please, your hand up with all humility. God bless you for all your love for him. God bless you, sister. God bless you. Please say this after me, and I want the whole church to also join them because we love them. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. I confess you as my Savior and my Lord. Lord, come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. From today, I am born again. So write my name in the book of life. I will serve you all the days of my life. Help me to be faithful to you and to be faithful to this church. Thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have you seen our Reverend Minister there? You just want to collect your contact number and then you come and join us as we close. Okay, so please, God bless you. Please take your seats. God bless you. Communion. Our time has gone a little bit overboard again. You have done so much for me. Lord, I cannot tell it all. I have ten thousand tongues, it still won't be rise to your feet
eat up the bread. This is our spiritual, heavenly embassy culture. I believe in communion because it's the only time that I can have healings. I can have, according to scripture, my medicine for the week. When I was younger, my father would call all of us and say, everybody take paracetamol Sunday evening. Take B-complex. Take vitamin C. It was for the week. Our father is calling us to take our medicine for this week. May every accident, may every plan of the enemy, may every agenda of Satan to harm you, to kill you, through this communion, we nullify it in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Lift up and say, the body of Jesus. And eat it by faith. Lift the blood, which for now is like wine, and lift it up. You are a Christian, you are a believer, you are a child of God. This blood washes away your sins. Blood would fight battles for you. Bible that Endeavor came him by the blood, by the blood. So as we drink this, may you be an overcomer. Lift it up and say the blood of Jesus, and say the cup of blessing. Drink it by faith. Heavenly Father, we thank you for accepting us and blessing us to sin. In Jesus' name, good people say amen. amen. God bless you. Please take your seat. for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers 0273-240-449-0540-774941. Stay blessed. Live like you. Have make the lead just like you.